We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Welcome to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. On today's program, we're going to be talking about social media. You know, that thing that when it works is absolutely incredible, and when it is down, well, what do you do then? Anyway, on our program today, we have a really exciting guest. Temme Shannon, who is going to be working with us about and telling us about social media. But before we introduce Temme, let me tell you a little bit about her. So Temme Shannon founded W2S Marketing, which stands for Where to Start Marketing. And it was created especially to serve small businesses. Now, social media does not have to be hard, ineffective, or time-consuming. Temme takes the overwhelm out of social media for small businesses. Social media can play an integral and money-making part of your marketing mix. She's worked with brands such as Kim Coles, Government Contractors Association, and Garnish & Gather. She's been in business for over 10 years, helping small businesses get the brand exposure that they deserve without the hassle. So, Tamei, welcome to the program, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Tamei, let me ask you, first of all, social media encompasses so many different components. Right. Right? I mean, you're looking Facebook, Insta, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Vimeo, the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, I think last count there were over 70 different social media platforms that somebody can possibly be on, but we only know of a handful because, A, we're the over 30 crowd. Right. And so, you know, we're kind of missing a good chunk of those. But it's also, though, social media platforms keep sprouting up because as our kids go on to a certain platform, they're like, oh, once the mom is on it, we don't want to be there anymore anyway. That so part. help me understand for our listeners and for us here, when we say social media and taking the overwhelm out, What is it that W2S does, and how do you make the process easy so that a business does not end up getting overwhelmed? I know that's a hardball question, but I'm going to try and get that out there. So, all right. First, okay, so you said something. I'm going to totally address that question. You said something really interesting when you started off the segment, which is when social media works, it's amazing, and when it doesn't, Mm, it's not. And recently we've had an experience where social media wasn't working. And the interesting thing is, is that this is not new. Facebook, Instagram, these social media websites going down, is it new? And a lot of business owners saw that, oh, maybe I shouldn't have all my eggs in one basket. And I just want to make the connection for business owners that this is why big companies pay for data. 
This is why data is so important because when companies have data, they can reach out to you any way they see fit. They can say, oh, we can't use social media. Okay, let's go to TV. Let's go to newsletters. Let's go to this. Let's go to print. And so business owners, just take note. The more data that you can collect about your people, that means that you can reach them when social media goes down, when your website's not working, when everything just doesn't work, you'll still have a way to reach people because you'll have that baseline data. And that is why the, 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 the importance of data in your business is just unparalleled. So I just wanted to put that in. But that also actually ties to the strategy and the overwhelm. So you're like, okay, it's me, get this data. I got it, fine, won't be in a pinch anymore. What do I do with it? Why should I care? I'm already managing a lot of stuff. Well, most of the time, the reason why business owners are so like, oh my gosh, there's a lot happening is that you are overwhelmed because you are doing so much and you don't have a strategy. You don't have a strategy. You're just going and posting on Facebook when you have a chance. You're going and posting on Instagram when you have a chance. And I get that. Like you are wearing a lot of hats, but a strategy is the first step to taking out the overwhelm so that when you sit down to your computer and you're like, oh, there's a post going out today about Facebook. One, it's scheduled. You don't have to worry about it. And it actually contributes to your bottom line versus, oh, let's do a cat meme because cats are cute. No, it actually is going to contribute to your bottom line and contribute to your business. So that's what we do. We bring in that strategy for businesses and make sure it aligns with the vision. Because look, you didn't start your business just to have another nine to five. You weren't like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. No, you didn't do that. There was a vision you had in your business and there was something you wanted to see in the world. So we just want to make sure that that vision and the strategy aligned to produce the results that are important to you. So that's a great, a great idea if you think about what it is that you're trying to do. But let me ask you, Tamay, as it comes down to content, right? So you mentioned doing content and not just another cat meme because they're cute or, in my case, dogs because I like dogs better. Nothing against the cat people. Um, or horses even more, especially Patricia and me. But when it comes to having content going out, so what is it that I want to be doing with content? Because so often we're seeing people that are going out there and they're running promotions all the time on social, and that's all they're doing. And sometimes they're not doing anything promotional. They're just putting out, you know, those cat memes, dogs, whatever. And then you also, of course, have, and I'm, this is multiple steps in the question, but personal versus business profiles, right? Because a lot of people are using personal profiles because when you friend somebody on Facebook, on Insta, whatever, it's a lot easier to actually get them to see your personal profile than a business profile. So as it relates to content and sharing it, whether it's business or personal profiles, and again, Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, we're not trying to shortchange what they're doing. So guys, please don't come down on us. We're simply throwing out a statement and trying to get clarity here. So 
as it relates to that, where do you recommend people? I mean, there's a strategy, of course, behind it. Can you give us an idea, though, what that strategy may be? So the whole purpose of content is to share why I should care about your business and why I should buy your business. That is a whole point of content. So content is not there to make you feel good. It's not there to be like, ooh, look at me, I'm awesome. Because as a person on the other side, I don't, I don't care. I'm like, well, what is this gonna do for me? How's it gonna impact me? Why should I care? So the educational piece of content, the content that's not promo, that tells me as a person just out there in the world why I should care. It's like, oh, I should care about skincare because as I get older, I'll get wrinkles. I don't want wrinkles. Okay, I'll come in for a spa treatment. Okay, so that's what the education do, does. It informs me of why I should care about an issue or how to solve a problem. And then the promos come in where it's like, and hey, you know, you'll have a little, you know, you'll have a sale or you'll just be like, hey, this is where you can get that problem solved. So that's where the promos are. But if you don't tell me what my problem is and how to solve it and just inform me, then I don't know that you're the one to solve it. So that's why you have to have the mix of both, both types of content. And then it's super easy and it's super tempting to be like, oh my gosh, Facebook won't let me be great. Facebook is like, hey, we want you to do a business profile if you want to do business with us. And that might not be something you want to do. It might just be easier for you to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to tiptoe over here to my personal profile and do all my business that way. Tempting. I know, but don't. And again, it goes back to data. On a personal profile or when you have anything personal, you can't do that data. You don't have the data. You don't see who looked at your post. You don't see why they looked at it. You don't see how long they looked at it. You're just like, all right, a couple people liked it. I think it worked. And in business, if you want to replicate success, you got to know how you got there. So if you don't know how you got there, if you don't know that, oh, it was this type of post or this type of campaign, then there's nothing that you can do to replicate it. So that's why, even though it's tempting, don't go the personal profile, but really make sure that you have a business profile. And then when you're like, okay, so how do I share? Is it like, do I share what I had for breakfast this morning? Do I share about my puppy? What do I share about? How personal do I get? And that again depends on your business. Because let's be honest, if you are, I don't know, a plastics manufacturer, I don't really care that you had eggs benedict for breakfast. I'm like, I don't, that's, that's not okay, fine, weird, but okay. Uh, but if you are a brand where I really need to know you, the CEO, the person that you are the brand, then I want to be a little bit more intimate with you. And you still don't have to share what you had for breakfast, but you can share little details about uh, moments that you've had in your life that really crystallize into why you're in business or why you share the way you share or why you do the things you do. You can share those pivotal type moments. So do you support um, the vulnerability idea on social? As an example, you know, I'll throw something out <clears throat> that I've been doing. So for me, 9-11 happens to be a personal day, not just a national or global day. 
because I happen to be a survivor. So as it relates to that, when I share content around September 11th, I, on my brands, change the, um, the banners. I change all that information to being more reflective to September 11th, whereas other brands have gone to a point, and I'm not judging them, but September 11th, now that we're 20-plus years now, after the event, they've stopped holding it to the same level of reverence that it once was. Mm-hmm. So from their perspective, the vulnerability aspect is not as applicable. Mm-hmm. But the vulnerability on my side is a lot more. So when you're looking at social media and putting information out, mm-hmm. are you? and again, this goes to, well, I don't care what you had for breakfast, which of course... Unless you're one of the Kardashians, I don't know how many people are going to care, Beyonce as an example, you know, what they're doing, right? I mean, the world is following, like, everything that, oh, my God, you know, they did this, and all of a sudden I got to do that because it's It's an influencer saying that. But as it goes back to 9-11, as it goes back to, um, you know, things along those lines where it may be something that is really calling out because it directly relates back to the brand itself. So is vulnerability a decision based on the brand? Is it a decision based on, well, let's look at certain things and is there a reason to be more vulnerable in this time? How would you counsel one of your clients in that regard? So I am a firm believer in keeping your foot out of your mouth. So when there are holidays like this out there in the world, I'm like, look, let's step back. Like if it literally doesn't have anything to do with the people that you want to reach out to, maybe let's not say anything. So for example, here's a good example. So Juneteenth was just recently ruled this year, federal holiday, 2020. And a lot of brands jumped on the bandwagon and it was like, oh no, you just did a Google search and then put something out. This was not a good idea. And I think that brands really need to look at why are we saying this? Why do we feel the need to say this? And if you can't, especially for something like 9-11, Memorial Day, D-Day, all these holidays where people died, people passed, the last thing we need to do is slap a cell on it or a coupon and be like, hey, 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 rush in. No. So I think there's there has to be some sensitivity to what, what needs to be said, what has to be said, and what you're just saying because everybody else is doing it. If you don't have to say it, if it doesn't really fit in with your brand, if it doesn't really fit in with their ethos, if it doesn't really fit in with your clients, you don't have to say it. Don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't keep up with everybody else. It's not that important. And it's taking you off your path. So, Tammy, I want to jump in here a little bit. Um, You mentioned at the beginning that it's important to have a strategy for your social media that aligns with the company's mission or vision. And I'm sure a lot of business owners out there, uh, myself included, have always thought, okay, well, that makes sense. I have to have a strategy. And what I'm hearing you talk about today is how strategy and content align. 
which I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. So this is kind of mind opening to me today, and I'd love to hear you elaborate more on this. Uh, you mentioned a moment ago about different types of content to put out, the mix of uh, the education about your product or your business, plus a little bit of personal and, and the promo stuff. And here just now, you just mentioned, um, you know, tying things in with certain kind of holidays and two things there that I heard you say, if it doesn't affect you personally, so Jennifer mentioned she's been affected personally by 9-11, if you don't have a personal contribution to that holiday, or if it just doesn't meet your brand at all, you know, um, again, uh, kind of talking about Jennifer uh, here for a moment, National Holocaust Day means nothing to me mm -hmm. or to my brand. It might mean something different to Jennifer. It would be like you were saying about Juneteenth. It would be very inappropriate for me to uh, try to say what National Holocaust Day means to me and, and certainly not as part of my brand. So can you talk a little bit more about how that strategy drives content You've got your strategy, but then what do you do with it? And, and how does that relate to content that you're posting for your brand? So totally. So the strategy, the cool thing is typically um, when we are doing our businesses, we'll sit down and we're like, okay, it's in the morning. I've got to post something today. What do I post? And the strategy answers that question. Okay. The strategy looks at what are you promoting? What do you want to have? What are the goals you want to meet? Because you examine that in your strategy. You're like, okay, I want to have a 25% uh, increase in newsletter signups over the course of six months. And so you start looking at the goals that you're trying to meet. And then you look at, so the content, how that ties in is you look at what's happening in the world. So uh, for example, when things happen on social media, such as Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp cease to exist and everybody's freaking out with their heads cut off, that would be an opportunity for me to be like, oh, wait, okay, I said I wanted to increase newsletter signups. What can I do that's in line with what's happening out there in the world and that has a lot of attention and that people are really paying attention to, to draw back to my newsletter list and this goal. And so that's where I would be like, okay, let me, maybe I can send out a tweet. Maybe I can send out an email to my current subscribers and say, hey, this is, you know, educating them. What are the ways that I can meet these goals that I've outlined in my strategy using what's happening in the world? So that's one way to create content is currently what's topical, what's going on in the world that you can tie back to your brand. Another thing that's fun to do, and it really does depend on your brand, is we all have, there's these holidays called, I, hashtag holidays, I don't know what you want to call them, but they're like National Taco Day or National Margarita Day or National Sunday. And you might think, okay, so these are really silly and I don't want to touch them at all. And that's easy to think that, but I want you to ask yourself, are your clients, are your people thinking about it? Are they rushing to Facebook posting about their sons? Are they really proud of their families? Because that is a piece of content that you can create and incorporate. If your people care, you should care. It's typically how you should think about content. So that's one way to create content, those national hashtag holidays. And then another way to pull in content and create it is those frequently asked questions, those questions when you get on the discovery call and they're like, oh, how do you do this? Why should I hire you? And what's next? And you're like, wow, everybody asked me these three questions. Gosh, this is interesting. Create content out of that. 
do a video or do a series because the 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 coolest thing the the coolest thing about content is that we think we have to do something newer better faster more different and the reality of it is, is we don't have time for that we don't have time for that as people on the other side we are inundated with clever things. We are inundated with, oh, those things are cute, but they don't stick because we have to think about it. So when you present your content in a way that's clear and concise and what might feel like it's repetitive, it's actually helping the person on the other side get really, really clear on what you offer, how you can support them and how they should take action. That sounds great. Uh, one of the things we talk about, uh, the three of us together sometimes, is talk about having a drip campaign for a business owner to continually bring along those prospects who aren't ready to buy today. And so it sounds like what you're talking about, a great use of social media would be to move your drip campaign into your social media platforms. So Hands down without a doubt. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. And <laughs> Reusing content. From so <laughs> and to take them from social into email. Yes, 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 yes. That's yes. the other big one also. Take them off social media because it's easy to forget. But when we signed up to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, there was a terms of service. And that at the end of the day, what that terms of service meant was, if we don't like you, we're going to kick you off and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's true. Like if there's been many times where Facebook was like, hey, we don't, you know, our bot said that you did something wrong. We don't know what it was, but we agree with our bot. So we're going to shut down your ad account or we're going to shut down your Facebook page or we're going to do this. And you have to go through appeal after appeal. And then they're finally like, oh, I guess we were wrong, but now you're still banned. And you're like, wait a minute. So at the end of the day, you had a set of terms of service, which meant this is not your platform. This is not yours. So whenever they decide to do something in their business interest that makes their business work better for them, if it doesn't work for you, they don't care. It's not that important to them because they're looking out for their business interest. So yes, taking them off those platforms, driving them to another, whether it's your newsletter, whether they give you their phone number so you can text them, whatever it is, but making sure that social media isn't your only point of contact. Right. I mean, that goes uh, the other day when Facebook, Insta, WhatsApp, Messenger went down. You know, I put out a blog post all about being the destination because if you continuously let other platforms control your destiny, you're completely reliant on their fate. And if Congress is going to be taking action against uh, Facebook, um, like a lot of uh, talking heads are talking about, um, especially in the wake of recent revelations, uh, that have been brought to life, there's going to be changes that may be coming down. So you really want to be thinking, what are you going to be doing? Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you that may remember, back in 2019, Black Friday, Insta went down. I mean, Facebook went too, but Insta was down Black Friday. There was a whole bunch of companies that had an entire strategy mm -hmm. all around getting uh, sales information out for uh, Black Friday on Insta, and the platform went down. 
Yeah. Guess what? How many millions of dollars in lost business happened because that's where your sole uh, program was? So, again, you want to be looking at, as Tamay, Daniel, and I were just saying, controlling your content in as many places as possible so that people are going to continue uh, getting you. So let me ask you, though, there's so many ways that people overlook uses, though, of social media. And it's really a lost opportunity. Can you give us a couple of ideas what those lost pieces and opportunities may be? And if somebody isn't thinking about it right now, that they really should be? So a couple of the different ways that you can use social, because it, it's easy to be like, oh, I'll use it as a promo flyer or I'll use it as a catalog or whatever. And so the cool thing about social is that you can get instant feedback on what people want to hear from you. So literally that is one way you can use social. If you're like, I don't know if I should create this program. I don't know if I should develop this product. I don't, I don't know. If you have an attentive and engaged audience, ask the question. You can go directly to them and be like, hey, I'm thinking about creating this product. What do you think? What would you add to it? And people love to tell you what they think, especially if they're invested and love your product or service, especially if they're excited to support you and they love the brand. They'll be like, okay, let me tell you how this should work out. And they'll just give you a whole rundown. And so that content is so rich because it's, for lack of a better phrase, from the horse's mouth. Um, so testing ideas is a great way to use social. And then another way to use social that I think we forget is networking, actually networking, like meeting new people and reaching out to people and actually forming relationships. Like that is a wonderful way to use social media. So um, whether it's sliding into the DMs of somebody or DM somebody on LinkedIn, actually developing those relationships on social is a great way to expand to people that you normally wouldn't have access to or a reason to even know. So for example, if you are, let's say you are a, a, a clothing designer, you're in the fashion industry, you want to pursue a collaboration and you're looking on social and you see this painter in Japan and you just love their work, that is an opportunity to start a relationship and say, hey, I love your work. I would love to collaborate. There's no other way that that could happen. You're not going to randomly run into them in your hometown networking. So actually using social media to really network and get out there and shoot your shot, shoot your shot and taking risk that you'd be like, I don't know if this is like, you know what? You never know what happens. Go ahead and do it. Shoot your shot. So social media is really, really great for networking and shooting your shot. And then finally, research research, research, and then more research and not research for your clients, but research for the bigger projects or things that you want to get into. So for example, let's say you're like, okay, I really want to close this half a million dollar deal. And um, what do I need to do? Well, first look at who's running the conversation, who is that point of contact, get to know them, 
by investigating their social media. Get to know what's important to the company by looking at their past social media. So it's that deep investigative research that's going to allow you to build the connection, that's going to allow you to tell the story, that's going to allow you to really construct that proposal in a way that they will care about, that they will listen to, and that they will turn up for. That's great. And I know, as we, uh, you mentioned, take the shot. There's a famous saying by the hockey great Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that's really uh, totally true because you really want to be doing everything you can. So think about what you can do. Use polling features on social media also to get an idea what your audience likes dislikes, where they're interested in learning more information, what you can do with it, where you can go from here. And remember that what you're doing is also you really want to make sure that you're not going to be always out there promoting, always out there uh, posting generic content. It's about having a mix of information that's going out, right? You want to be listening to what's going on and interacting in general conversations. You want to be influencing people in terms of guiding them in different directions. You want to be putting out generic content as well as promotions, right? If you're only doing one of those or 80% is one of those and the other 20 is a mix of the others, people are going to get tired of you and they're going to stop following you. They're going to just mute you out because we've become so immune to marketing messages. And so you really want to be thinking about what it is you're doing. So, Tamay, I want to thank you so much for coming on the program today. So let me ask you, though, I understand that you've got a special offer for our listeners. Can you tell us more about what that may be? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been talking about your strategy and making sure that you have that down so you can take the overwhelm out. So I've got an action guide that really takes you through it's, it's everything you need to create your strategy. And it's perfect for at the top of the year where you need to realign your business when something changes. And you wanna make sure that the path forward is actually the path that's gonna get you to what you wanna have in your business. And so it takes you through all of that. You write in it, it's free. Um, and my goal with this book is that it is used, that at the end of the year, it's dog-eared, it has notes in it, that it is something that really takes your business to the next level and also make sure that you have one space so that everybody is aligned and everybody in your business knows this is how we're going to move forward. Great. And Tame, let me ask you, how can people uh, find out more about you and how can they get this action guide? Yeah. So the easiest way is Instagram. <laughs> um, and so you can find me on Instagram at W2S Marketing. But if you're a little old fashioned, you want to hop on the phone, I can talk your ear off about social media trust. Um, go ahead and set up a call on my calendar and you can just email me to May, T-A-M-A-Y at W2S Marketing, to make it W2S Marketing. Um, and we can set up a call and I can talk your head off about social media and your business. This has been great to me. I'm so glad you're able to join us today. Thank you. <laughs> great. Thank you so much uh, for coming. And again, as you look at what you're looking to do on social media, 
think about how it's going to be the next piece that's going to continue to add to what it is that you're doing in business. And remember, social media is a tactic in marketing. It is not a strategy in and of itself. And so if all you're doing is marketing on social, got to start reaching other areas because quickest way to lose a fortune is by not knowing what you're doing. And so because we are dedicated to your success, we're trying to make sure you realize exactly where it is you're going and what you are wanting to actually start doing. And so with that, thank you very much for listening to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. And here is to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring, and here's to your success. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line that matters.